and welcome to today's installment of Concrete Credentials. I'm Greg Lewis, Executive Vice President with the National Ready Mixed Concrete Association. And our guest today is Jerry Howard. Jerry is President and CEO of the National Association of Home Builders. He has over 25 years of association experience and a lifetime in the housing industry. Jerry began his association career at the National Association of Realtors where he served as a legislative analyst for tax issues. Prior to joining NAHB, Jerry served as the chief lobbyist for the National Council of State Housing Agencies, where he was instrumental in the development of the low-income housing tax credit as part of the Tax Reform Act of 1986. Jerry came to NAHB as tax counsel in 1988 and served in a variety of roles, including chief lobbyist. He was promoted to executive vice president and chief executive officer in February 2001. Before embarking on his association career, Jerry practiced real estate law in his home state of South Carolina. His exposure to the housing industry has literally encompassed a lifetime. Jerry grew up working in a variety of roles for his father, who was a developer. Jerry earned a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Vermont and received his Juris Doctorate from the University of South Carolina. He and his wife, Christina, and their children, Aaron, Megan, and Sean, live in Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Jerry, welcome to Concrete Credentials. Greg, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. This should be a fun episode, at least for me. I've gotten a chance to meet you over the last couple of years, and I've always been impressed with your knowledge and willingness to find ways to collaborate across industries. And we could talk a little bit about that as we dig in here. Obviously, we're really delighted that you were able to join us for this episode. It's been a tumultuous couple of years with COVID and a whole host of supply chain issues and the related increase in costs across the building industry. Where do you see us now in terms of the NAHB's economic outlook for the remainder of 2022 and into 2023? Right now, uh, we actually believe that we are in a housing recession. We are seeing a decline in builder confidence, a decline in permits, a decline in starts. Perhaps most troubling, Greg, is that we're seeing a decline in traffic. People aren't looking for houses in the numbers that they were just eight, 10 months ago, let alone the last year and a half. So we're very concerned about the future. Yeah, we all are. And certainly it's impacting the concrete industry as well. I want to talk a little bit about the housing affordability. The NAHB obviously has been working hard to contain costs to address housing affordability across the U.S. The price pressure has, in many cases, contributed to an increase to the cost to purchase a home. What do you see as your next steps at NAHB to work to help contain those costs? It's interesting. I say we're in a housing recession, and we are. And that recession could have been averted and could be made short if policymakers will do a few things. The first thing foremost, they need to cut regulations rather than reimposing regulations. Greg, that right now, roughly 25% of the cost of any new single family home is regulatory compliance. And in a place, the worst place in the country, San Diego County, California, it's over 50% of the cost of a new home is paid in purely regulatory compliance. It's no wonder that California has housing haves and have-nots to the extreme that they do, but that's a real issue. And unfortunately, the Biden administration is reimposing at the federal level almost all of the regulations that the Trump administration had voided out. Moreover, there is increased pressure on state and local governments to add regulations too. They really need to take a look at that and balance their priorities. 
Secondly, the cost of some of the materials for building have gone up, particularly as I'm sure you're aware, lumber prices were up over 200% of what they were year to year a few months back. Now they've come down, but they've come down for all the wrong reasons. They've come down because, wow, demand has come down. So we need to either do one of two things. We need to get to the table and negotiate with our neighbors to the North Canada on a a long-term agreement that will allow us to bring in Canadian lumber at a sustainable pace and at a reasonable price, or we need to be able to harvest more in our national forests. And I say this, forests, not national parks. National forests are intended to be a renewable resource. National parks are a national treasure. They should not be touched. But national forests are what catch on fire every year because we do not take care of them properly. And if we did, we would lessen the problem with forest fires and we would also bring down the cost of housing. That would be a win-win on all fronts, but unfortunately this administration doesn't see it that way. So cost of materials, cost of regulation. And then lastly, an issue that I think probably impacts you guys too, and that is labor. We are having a heck of a time getting laborers. Even during the pandemic, when we were the only job in town in a lot of places, uh, we were one of the only industries that were deemed an essential industry, and we were really looking for people. We're having a heck of a time getting people. So we've got to do something to encourage people to come into the construction trades. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jerry. And that has affected our industry as well. I was told recently that as many as 70% of our member companies have had to turn down a job delivering concrete simply because we haven't had the drivers to put the trucks on the road. Uh, and we're working hard, as I'm sure you guys are, to try to uh, rectify that. But there are obviously a whole host of complex issues at play in terms of driving uh, some of that uh, shortage. So hopefully we'll get around the corner on that. I wanted to stop just for a second, talk a little bit about the Inflation Reduction Act. And I guess what I'd like to do is just get your thoughts on that. I know a number of our members have been outspoken about how they view this in terms of its impact on the concrete industry and the building industry as a whole, but I'd be anxious to hear your thoughts on that as well, if you wouldn't mind doing that. No, absolutely. We oppose the bill and we oppose the bill because we don't see it doing anything or very little, if anything, to reduce inflation. And in fact, we see it putting upward pressure on housing costs. Specifically, we see that it incentivizes local governments to add new regulations by adopting stricter building codes than many locales currently have or currently want even. And by doing that, you would be adding to the cost of construction. So at a time when inflation is being at least partially driven by exorbitant housing costs and in, in an acknowledged housing shortage situation, this Inflation Reduction Act adds to the housing costs and discourages uh, housing construction. We think it's completely wrongheaded. Well, and I think that there's a lot of folks across the industry and our industry that feel very much the same way. And we'll see where things land here as the implementation of some of those things start to come into focus. I want to pivot, if we can, to talking a little bit about an event that we were involved with this year. We were at the Innovative Housing Showcase on the DC Mall back in the summer. It was a terrific event for us. First time that we've been there. 
and I'm sure it was, or hope it was for you, NAHB as well as HUD and the rest of the folks involved. Can you talk a little bit? I guess I'm hoping that you're going to go ahead and do it again in, in 2023, but I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about your plans for holding the event if you're in fact planning to do that. We are in early conversations with the Department of Housing and Urban Development to hold that again. We were very pleased with the success of it, the, the participation of the industry, and the interest in the general public in innovative housing concepts was actually more than we hoped for. And so we're very optimistic that we'll be able to pull it off again next year and maybe make this an annual thing, regardless of which party is in power and who's running things over at HUD. The simple fact, Greg, that housing costs are continuing to skyrocket means that any innovation, any new technology, any developments that can make the construction of housing more efficient, that can make owning a home less expensive, we should explore it and then show it off to the general public. And I think that the housing showcase does just that. And we really hope to do it again next year. And if we do, we'd love to have you back. Well, I think you can count on that. We had a tremendous amount of traffic through there. And to your point in particular, the general public that came by and was very engaged and had lots of good questions and very curious about what these different options look like and the different innovations that we were showing, not just us, but many of the other exhibitors there on that, on the mall that, that weekend. And I don't see any reason we wouldn't want to get back out there with you all and take another stab at it. It was great. I want to talk a little bit as well here about next year. And so uh, coming up in late January and this year in Las Vegas is the International Builders Show. What I would view as NAHB's uh, marquee uh, event, NRMCA will exhibit there in, in 2023. And at last year's show, even with what we thought was likely a down year as we were coming out of COVID in terms of attendance, we had a tremendous response to our exhibit from the NAHB members who were in attendance. We were a little, really frankly blown away by the amount of traffic and the amount uh, of enthusiasm uh, among the attendees about learning more about their options for building with concrete and in at least some cases, insulating concrete forms. I think that speaks, at least from my vantage point, to the fact that concrete's market share has grown in the low to mid-rise markets starting before COVID and that growth has continued. I'm curious if you've got any thoughts on particular sectors or geographies where you think your members might be particularly receptive to investigating more closely concrete building systems. This goes back to our previous topic, the innovation and technology and housing. The more these new concepts become exposed to the general public, or in this case, to the builders themselves, the more willing they are to adopt them. The more their costs go up by doing things the same way they've always done them, the more they're willing to look at innovative technologies. And I think you and your industry have hit the nail right on the head. Show the guys that building with concrete can be done effectively. It can be done cheaply. It's easy to learn. It's easy to do. And the public is ready for it. If you can put all that together, the builders will embrace it. And I think that's becoming evident more and more in single family housing, particularly as you talk about sustainability and those who want to live in a floodplain, which is virtually half the people in the world live near a body of water. And that's not going to change. So if through the use of concrete, we can show that their home is going to be safer, that their personal possessions are going to be safer in the event of a flood, I think you've got a winning combination there. 
Yeah, the cost will always be a question, but I think for the NAHB members, it would seem like having a variety of options available for how they build that next project can only help them, right? To diversify what they're doing and perhaps get a competitive advantage from having other options available to them. Absolutely. And the more the general public becomes aware of the advantages of concrete, the more that puts pressure on the builders. Builders will build what they can sell. And if the public wants it, they'll use it. Yeah, excellent point. Demand is key and education, at least from our perspective, educating the general public about the benefits of building with concrete, the benefits, many of which you just laid out. That's a focus for us and will continue to be something we try to do more of in our outreach and communications efforts. I'm curious about the options the concrete industry has available to your members. Uh, and I mentioned uh, diversifying their skills to take some of the sting out of, uh, at least in, in one case, the severe fluctuations uh, in wood pricing. You talked about the sort of COVID era, if we can call it that, a couple of years back where, where wood prices escalated uh, 200% uh, or maybe more. And I guess what I'd like to find out is talking about the diversity of building systems that can be and are in fact available to the builders and developers, we'd like to work, and you and I have talked about this, we'd like to work more closely, obviously, with your members to provide training on some of these innovative concrete building systems like ICFs. As we've talked about this before, I'm hoping you can share with the listeners what are some of the approaches you'd suggest for us to do more of that training with and for the NAHB membership. I know that you have been talking to some of the people in our education group, and I think we're progressing there. I think the most important component of this is for your industry at the local level to work with our builders there, because I think you're going to find in some markets, there's going to be a more immediate openness to the concept and take advantage of where it's needed or even frankly, where it's going to be regulated by building codes and make sure you get involved or we should make sure we help you get involved with the local home builders associations there, starting there and then moving out into expanded marketplaces. So look at the areas where it's in the most demand right now. Let us know. We'll work with you to get you the proper introductions to our association there. And for your listeners, they should know that we have over 700 state and local associations. So we're in every market and we can help you get access. Yeah. And obviously this is consistent with the conversations you and I and Mike Phillips and others have had in the past. And I, I couldn't be happier with your approach here and your willingness to find ways to collaborate and bring some of this forward with your members at the local level. So I look forward to continuing our discussion with your education folks, figuring out where those points of intersection ultimately can be. We talked a little bit about affordability. Obviously, affordability and resilience remain two of the most important issues that we face in the building industry and in our communities, both NAHB members and NRMCA members. When we look at addressing these issues, we think the best way, obviously, to address them is simultaneously is with concrete. I'm sure that shocks you. Uh, but seriously, one of the best ways to control costs is through competition. And if a supplier knows they have to compete aggressively to sell their product, there's often a direct impact on cost. So when we ask builders if they're offering their customers more than one building system or material solution, most of what we said is that they typically don't, which may or may not be the case, but it seems like they could save themselves and their customers some money just by offering a concrete building system like insulating concrete forms or masonry. What do you think? I completely agree with you that competition drives the market. In this case, it's competition for the customer. When the customers want concrete or masonry, the builders will use them. And I think that you're starting to see 
again, going back to the housing showcase, a much more significantly educated group of potential home buyers out there. And as long as they are engaged and are interested in some of the newer technologies, then the builders will use them. Right now, though, to be honest with you, overwhelmingly still, the average American home buyer wants to see their home being built by wood. There's still a certain reluctance to bring in component parts already pre-manufactured. However, it's changing. And I think that with the foresight that you and your industry bring to the table, we can bring about some of those changes possibly faster. So I think it's, there's really a couple ways to go at it, Greg. One is to educate the builders on the advantages, and the other is to educate the general public as to why they should want it. Yeah, thank you for that. And I agree. I think that education is going to be the first, continue to be the first and maybe second and more orders of business to try to move the needle a little bit by raising awareness. I'm curious about another topic that that you and I have talked about before, but for the listeners of this podcast episode, you and I talked a little bit about the effort the NRMCA has underway right now with Habitat for Humanity International. And we are working with Habitat affiliates across the country. And in fact, I think by the end of this calendar year, 2022, we will have at least started 45 concrete habitat homes in 29 states across the country. Of course, as you pointed out in your previous comments, in every one of those markets, there are home builders, just like in every one of those markets, there are ready mix plants. And we've worked in every home that your guys build and sitting up a concrete foundation and or a concrete driveway out front or whatever it might be. So you and I talked about previously where that intersection might occur. Obviously the home builders in years past have done this blitz build with Habitat. And I think to a large extent, that's been a success. Although I think it depends market to market, just how straightforward that's been for you. I'm curious about that, of course, but I'm more curious, at least at this point in hearing your thoughts about leveraging those projects that we're currently working on and will continue to work on into 2023 as that place where your members and our members could come together to do some of the training and awareness raising around concrete and ICF system. To me, at least it's a logical point of intersection. And I'm curious what your thoughts are based on conversations we've had about this in the past and maybe those have evolved, but I'm hoping you can share some of your thoughts about that. My first thought is once again, it's a local opportunity. Wherever you're building those homes right now, I'll be happy to put you in touch with the local home builders association and maybe have an opportunity for a local association to bring their members on a walkthrough of one of the homes that's being built. In all probability, there's going to be some where the local home builders association is engaged with you on, on the, the, this construction. And I think there you need to take advantage of whatever relationship you're developing with the local home builders that are helping you out on, on any particular project and get them to, to spread the word and advance the cause within their local and then their state association and NEHB at the national level be more than willing to help facilitate some of that. Yeah, we had in a number of cases, as you pointed out, we've had a great degree of collaboration. And the one that jumps out to my mind was the projects, the two homes we did in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where the local home builders association there was very engaged. In fact, we did a radio show with with their executive director in that market, which was, I think, a good way for us to do some of that outreach and engagement with the members. So we'll keep plugging away at that and look forward to our continued and hopefully growing collaboration. Absolutely. And I think we ought to either later this week or the first part of next week, 
I'll put you with our communications people. Maybe we can do something from our end to help publicize some of this. Greatly appreciate that. So we've covered some ground here. We just scratched the surface, honestly, in terms of the things that, that we share in terms of the regulatory framework that's impacting our industries and the economic impacts, both during COVID and, and even now with inflation and some of the other issues that we've all faced. But I, what I usually do is offer for the listeners to have our guests debrief on some of the things that they think are critically important for the listeners to know. And I obviously want to give you that same opportunity. So if you were to leave our listeners with some final thoughts, what would those be? I guess they would be that I believe we're on the precipice of a significant change in the way homes are going to be built in the future. There is more and more pressure being put on builders to be more innovative and to accept some of the newer technologies take advantage of that, take advantage of it in as positive a way as you all can. Understand that at NAHB, we are ready, willing, and able to look at and discuss all ways of constructing a house in a means that they're safe and affordable for as many people as possible. You're at a good, I think, flex point in your industry to really take the lead. And I applaud everything you're doing, Greg. Thank you for that. I think we've got some great opportunities to work together for the benefit of your members and our members. And I'm, I know our leadership is committed to doing that as well. So thank you for that. And I also obviously want to thank you for making time to join us today. And I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. We hope we can get everybody out there where we are selling the booth space, the combined two shows of the IBS and the kitchen and bath industry show. This year, we're going to be joined by the National Hardware Show. There's going to be well over a million square feet of exhibit space, great entertainment, awesome educational opportunities where your members would be able to not only potentially teach our guys about concrete, but also learn some of the things that our guys are facing and ways to collaborate. So the more, the merrier. Good stuff. A million square feet. That's, that's what I call an exhibit. Thank you again, Jerry. And we'd also to take this opportunity to thank our concrete Credentials podcast listeners, please remember to subscribe to Concrete Credentials, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. We also strongly encourage your participation in this important conversation. Please reach out to us with your thoughts and feedback, as well as your suggestions for future content by emailing concretecredentials at nrmca.org. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks.